Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I didn't get the exact name for you, but I sure nailed the intent behind this first pick. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, where you found this. Broderick Jones of Georgia, offensive tackle, picked at number 14 by the Steelers. They traded up. From 17 to 14 with the Patriots of all teams. But that's another story for another day. The headline here is that the offensive line from right to left. That's right. Going across in that direction is complete. Now, in what shape or form is it going to be complete? Who's in? Who's out? What does this mean for Dan Moore, especially? I asked that question of Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin, and here's their complete response. Both of you, what's the impact of left versus right uh, and, and what he can do and what impact it might have on your existing offensive line? You know, I'll let Coach speak to that, but I'll mm-hmm. just say, hey, we, we, our job is to bring in comp- competition, and I would say that, you know, by the time we get to the opening game, uh, the best five offensive linemen will play. And see, that's Coach Harry. He's an extremely talented guy. Uh, we were excited about him really at every step of the process. We had dinner with him the night before the pro day, had a chance to spend time with him in his environment. Um, it was interesting. It was, I was in Athens a year ago and took a, a group of his former teammates out 12 months ago, and I said, give me a name that we're going to be back for in 12 months. <laughs> and universally, Broderick's name was the guy, guy's name that we got 12 months ago. That was the first time I really heard his name. Um, and investigating, I see why they held him in such high regard. Um, he's a he's a really good player right now, uh, but the upside is tremendous. He's a diaper dandy. We're excited about getting him in the fold and teaching him and, and, and letting him sort himself out. In terms of the division of labor and who's going to do what, um, those will be those things will be decided in the team developmental process. But make no mistake, we're excited about having a young man of his talent. First off, here I appreciate the thoughtful answer that Tomlin gave. He certainly didn't have to go as far as he did there in explaining not only what they liked about Jones, what the background and history was of getting to know him and his teammates in Athens, Georgia, but also, you know, that little bit of candor there on his part and before that on Khan's part to say, we're just going to see which five guys jump out at us. We're going to have an actual competition. We're not going to accept that anybody's going to be handed a job. We're going to, you know, make this kid in particular come in and earn it. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? 
Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Now, all competitions are not created equal. Chooksakorafor, James Daniels, Mason Cole, and the new guy, Isaac Salmalu, across the board, again, going right to left, are going to start for this team. I'm not breaking any hot news here. But Moore is going to have to step up. Moore is going to have to fend off Jones, who's 21 years old. And by most accounts, isn't seen as some sort of finished, polished product himself. In large part because he is that young. He is seen as having extraordinary athletic skill for someone his size. Uh, he is fast, but also quick. There's a difference. He's strong, particularly in run blocking, but he's also got a really good finishing hit about him. And that serves him well, in particular, in pass blocking, because he'll get that last blow in that'll knock you over if you're not ready. But at the NFL level, which is, you know, a mile above anything that happens in college, even with a national champion, He's going to have to have technique down. He's going to have to have study and film work engaged uh, in the opponents, in what they like to do, in the trickery that's going to be thrown his way when he's on the field, meaning someone will line up a guy across from you who never actually rushes you, but someone else will go and take the back door around you. These are things that, by and large, don't happen. At the college level, you can get by just on your natural, physical, God-given size slash skill. That's not going to happen in the NFL. And more for his many failings and all that, is going to have a big head start on him entering his third year. But they're done. They are done. Take this from a comic book geek who has spent the better part of his life collecting Green Lantern comics that go all the way back to the first appearance of the character, meaning the Hal Jordan and only correct version of Green Lantern, to 1958, well before I existed. I began amassing these books, every appearance of the character, and I had to have every last one of them, even if he was only in one panel. One single panel of a comic. I felt this completest urge about the process. And it was only a few years ago that I finally finished it off. And what a feeling it was. And what was I telling you guys in advance of this draft? The one thing that I kept coming back to. The one phrase. A lesson that I'd learned from an elder many years ago in the journalism business. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. And what has Tomlin, more than anyone, because he's the common link here. Kevin Colbert was GM last year. Omar Khan's GM now. What has Tomlin been collecting? What's he been trying to finish off himself? Yeah. Offensive line. Why? Was stung by it. Stung. There's no other way to describe this whole effect. 
because once the Marquise Pouncey line started to kind of, you know, fade off, David DeCastro was in training camp and he was gone. Marquise had the, the rough ending there. Ramon Foster was gone. Marcus Gilbert had been long gone. Alejandro Villanueva was gone. And all those guys that had been there for such a long time, poof, just like that. And Tomlin made a big mistake for which he was robustly criticized for months on end on this show and in my writings on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And to to see it happen, to see that line struggle so immensely the way it did in Ben Roethlisberger's final season and to have Ben running for his life. Or worse, releasing the football in .0001 seconds, thus limiting the playbook to nothingness. That, that had to have been difficult. And there's no way that a smart guy like Tomlin wouldn't know that he wasn't partially, if not largely, responsible for that. Because they let the other O-line hang around a little too long. They failed to invest either significant draft picks or significant free agency cash in replacing them and just kind of hoped, just hoped, hey, everybody, here's Kendrick Green. He's our new pouncy. We're going to give him 53 and everything. And it ends up being a disaster. Well, the response has been what? You've seen it. You've now seen it. You have now watched what they do. And that wasn't going to be done until Tomlin and I believe it's more on him than anyone, was going to have a left tackle that he believed in for the long term. So, welcome to Pittsburgh, Broderick Jones, the left tackle, who's going to be the final issue of the missing comic book run. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Mark, who says, let's not overthink this, DK. Pick 32 is staying in the family, right? Well, I know exactly what you mean here, Mark, and I'm not going to lie. I had a very similar thought as the first round was winding down, and you kept seeing that nobody was taking Joey Porter Jr., who is, by the way, in Kansas City. He was one of the players who went out there to attend in person. Uh, the old man did as well. And oh, those are, no matter how many gazillions of dollars these kids end up getting paid, that's just got to be brutal. 
You know, you're just sitting there. You're just waiting for your number to be called. And you flew out there to be there in person because you were sure you were going to get taken. And you're sitting in this room and you're just stewing with each one of them and thinking, I'm going to show these people. Well, the Steelers, of course, will pick 32nd tonight. That'll be the first pick of the second round, the first official pick of the second round. And whereas it had been my view for a very long time that the Steelers were going to give this pick up, that is no longer the case because you've seen them trade up already. And in doing so, meaning the trade with the Patriots, I can't believe I just said that again, the trade with the Patriots, the Steelers parted with both 17 and pick number 121 overall to be able to slide up those three spots. So they gave up that 121st pick. From there, do you really want to be given up, you know, quantity? Do you want to be given up a spot like that, 32nd, especially when you can address corner, when you can go after your legitimate, most immediate pressing need on the entire roster, and when you can do so with a familiar face and a familiar Everything, really. I mean, Tomlin watched this kid grow up. Tomlin was a regular attendee of Joey Jr.'s games at North Allegheny High School, for crying out loud. This is not going to be something where he's got to go, yeah, but let's see if we can learn more between now and 7 p.m. The other part of this that had been raised earlier in the week by Tomlin himself was that the Steelers would be... Happy, all too happy from the sound of it, to sell off the 32nd pick for teams that were, and this is Tomlin's term that was used that day, exact quote, quarterback shopping. Because, in his own words, we aren't quarterback shopping. Mm, Okay, but here you go now. If you're picking 32nd, meaning again, first tonight, and you have teams right behind you, that are quarterback shopping, then you you maybe listen. But the teams that are right behind the Steelers, the Cardinals and the Lions, and neither of them is looking for a quarterback. So how much are you willing to drop? And are you willing to do so at the expense of applying a pretty significant piece toward your team's most immediate and pressing shortcoming? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the trade-up to get Broderick Jones was the trade-up, was the exchange of assets that the Steelers had anticipated making. They wanted to move up. They'd made that very clear, and they did. They didn't want to give up pick 32 to do so, and they didn't. They really didn't want to give up 49 either, and they didn't. They went all the way down to 121. But... Here you are in a situation where you can just open this round with a player you want at a position you need and proceed from there. And you will have walked out of the first 32 picks of the 2023 NFL draft with a legitimate elite level, elite potential offensive tackle, a legitimate elite potential cornerback and you'll have done that by only giving up 
Chase Claypool, remember that's how this started, and the 121st overall pick in the draft. That's nice. That's not an opportunity that I'd be messing around with. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And yes, we will have another one of these both tomorrow and Sunday. Just not letting this go. Every day, Daily Shot through the NFL Draft. Thanks so much for listening. 